The Tune Ball and Chain by Big Mama Thornton is a blues classic. Its reach extended by Janis Joplin. The ball and chain image suggests a serious restraint, something limiting a person's movement in a significant way. And it's as if Bonnie Tallman was trapped in a ball and chain recurring dream, nightmare really, at the start of 2021. Bonnie Tallman and Charlie Lockhart are founding members of the Billtown Blues Association, presenters for over 30 years of the Billtown Blues Festival in Lycoming County. When they began carefully to plan a festival for June this year, Bonnie said she could not, she just could not shake her trepidation. How could you have a blues festival without the freedom to boogie? That single thought has been my biggest worry when we decided to go ahead back in January. Things were entirely different then than they are now in terms of requirements and masking and social distancing and everything. And I'm, I'm a believer, if you can't do it right, don't do it. And I'm visualizing people sitting, not moving, great music going on, and them not able to go up close, get close to the musicians, put their hands in their air, you know, move around. And I'm thinking, how are we ever going to deal with that? Now I'm not worried because I feel people know what they have to do. So I want the musicians to give their best to the audience, but I want the audience to be able to give back to the musicians. And I think we're at that point that that's going to happen. get out of this farm. It's time to party. Yeah. That's right. It's festival time. Sister Monica Parker is here with a sign that all is well. This is her festival time boogie that's become the theme song of the Billtown Blues Festival, signaling that it is a go June 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Lycoming County Fairgrounds. It's festival time. Bonnie Tallman and Charlie Lockhart were eager to fill us in. We knew we were in trouble the second week of March. In fact, Charlie and I produced a show in uh, Williamsport on March the 6th. And uh, we had uh, Greg Piccolo come in from Rhode Island and uh, he did a fantastic show. And it was that very same week, right after that show, that we um, knew that we had to huddle up and figure out what was going on and how it would affect the Blues Festival. And I think it was around March 13th that we actually put the word out that we were canceling. We were really one of the first organizations that does an event that put the word out that we were canceling. And of course, at the time, we weren't 100% sure it was the right decision, but in hindsight, it was. So that was in March of 2020. And we uh, just kind of laid low for a couple of months. But we soon recognized that our purpose, our existence, is for the music and the, and the musicians. And we could see all of these local musicians that were not working. And despite the fact that they're local musicians, they still have a van payment and they have insurance and instrument insurance and things that they need as a musician to keep going. So the first thing we did 
was we, we started an event called BBA Cares. And we put word out through our community, through our membership, and so on and so forth, that we wanted to raise money for blues musicians who typically worked on a regular basis and would benefit from a little bit of financial help. And we were able to raise, it was over $7,000 in a relatively short amount of time, and, and we distributed that money through the musicians. They had to submit an application and they had to reach certain qualifications, but we were able to help. And then it got it to be in the fall, I think it was like September, October, that we had to either move forward or not. The good thing was back in March when we canceled in 2020, I contacted all of the musicians that we had contracted with for that year, and uh, every single one of them re-upped. You know, they didn't ask for anything more from us. They just said, hey, whenever you're ready to go, we're there with you. So that was great. And then when we finally decided, we decided in, I think, November that we were going to have the festival, we didn't start promoting it right away. It was almost February, end of February and March before we started promoting it because we were doing a lot of work behind the scenes and, you know, we wanted to make sure we were okay financially. In 2020, of course, we, we didn't have any of our events. So we didn't have any of our fundraisers. We didn't have any of our concerts where we usually make a little bit of money. So that was a loss. And then on the flip side of that, we knew we would have to invest in safety precautions, supplies of masks and gloves and plexiglass and, and all of that. So we had to kind of work that balance out, but we did, you know, we, we figure things out. That's what we do. And now it's, it's like 2020 never happened. I mean, we are just really doing well. We're fired up. Ticket sales are great. It's, it's all falling in place very nicely so far. Now you each year have a chance to celebrate young up and coming blues players because you're all plugged in. Your organization is plugged into Memphis. So tell us about what it is you normally do and how you're handling it this year. Well, we normally have an audition that is held in the early spring or late winter where we have bands compete that will head to Memphis for the International Blues Challenge and also participate in the uh, Billtown Blues Festival. And we have a band and we have a solo duo competition. And that was the first thing that got canceled last year. And uh, this year, times haven't been good for having any events until just recently. They're starting to open up a little bit. So after a lot of soul searching, I guess I would say, we decided to have it as part of the festival. So we're having our audition concert on Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock, I believe. And there'll be people there to judge them. And they will be... uh, chosen to play the festival on Saturday, this year's festival on Saturday, to start the day off. And then they'll also have the opportunity to go to Memphis if there is an International Blues Challenge in 2022, which we're hopeful that there will be. Uh, We've got to be positive. You have expanded the festival over the years, and that includes some camping. What's on offer this year? What, What are you sticking to, and what will we find if we want to come? One of the downers of 2020 was 2019 was our first year that we expanded from one to three days and the first year that we had camping. And we didn't know 
if that was a good decision or a bad one. It was it was really biting off a lot of added work and responsibility and you know, a lot more volunteers. We we went from like 20 volunteers to 65 volunteers to manage. But at the end, at the end of 2019's festival, despite a lousy weather weekend, it was just fantastic. We we made money. We made a lot of new friends in the blues community. So coming out of that festival in 2019, we had a lot of excitement and momentum, and we were just anxious for 2020 to come along and build on it. And, and of course, that didn't happen. So this year, yes, we're still having three days, June 11th, June 12th, June 13th. And that's, you know, what we, we like to do. We, we want to give as much music performance opportunity as we can to as many musicians as we can. And this year we've got 17 on the bill. We are still having camping, but it is a little bit like starting over. <laughs> you all are veterans. You all are pros. And whether it's a one-day festival or a three-day festival, you know how to make it work. The, the one thing is that, that we have a formula that we have followed from the beginning of time. And the one thing we really try to do is have a lot of blues variation on the bill. We like to have various types of instrumentation, harmonica-based bands, piano-based bands, horn-based bands, guitar-based bands. We like to just give folks an idea of, of how far-reaching the blues can be instrumentally. And we like to have different styles of blues, uh, West Coast blues, Chicago blues. Our closing act on Saturday is Reverend Peyton and his big damn band. And it, it's so interesting to me because they're an acoustic trio with rub board, acoustic guitar, and a drum that uses those white buckets but get this, they're nominated for Rock Blues Band of the Year. <laughs> so in my little bio that I wrote about them, you know, I feel it's true because they play Americana venues, they play jazz venues, they play folk venues, blues venues, country venues, but they always rock it out. And uh, so I'm very excited. I've seen them before. Charlie and I have, have seen them. And, and the night that we saw them, which was about a year and a half, two years ago, I guess, in Sellersville, we saw them. And we walked out of there saying, we've got to get them. And we did. So I try to make the music and the lineup interesting. It's not hard booking bands. There's so many wonderful, wonderful bands. I mean, you could pretty much close your eyes and pull the names out of a bucket and have a great festival. But we've always tried to really educate our audience on the variety of blues that's within the genre itself and display that variety 
over the, the course of the show. And Charlie, what about the eras represented? What about the roots of the blues, the acoustic delta-type performers? Do you cover that spread, too? Yes, we try to, to cover that area. Now, I have to admit that the acoustic blues is not my expertise, and therefore I don't have as much input into acoustic and delta and the slow blues of where we think of an elderly gentleman playing a guitar and maybe stomping his foot. I go more towards the uh, blurring saxophone and the pounding piano and the jump music. But we need to have both so that we can balance it out because you get tired of one thing over and over and over. So you got to put something else in. And uh, that's what we try to do. Coming up uh, from Houston, Texas is Trudy Lynn. Trudy has been around a long, long time. And she's what I call an elder statesman or stateswoman. She, she's going to just be a very classy, spunky, just very polished, but yet um, crafty female entertainer. about this phenomenon that comes out of Williamsport. It's Gabe Stillman. You all had a hand in launching his career. (laughs) Tell us where he is now and what he's up to. Well, uh, I have been very, very much connected to Gabe in the middle of all of this festival work because he just came back from Austin, Texas, recording in a very famous studio down there called Wire Recordings. And his first really full-length recording. He's got two EPs out, The Grind and Flying High, but this is his first full-length recording and it was produced by Anson Funderburg and there are 15 songs and 13 are originals that he wrote. And the thing about Gabe that he did during this off time is he really, really studied and worked on his songwriting. That was the next big challenge and next big step for him in his career and he he used that time to really perfect it and these songs are just over the top amazing to me they're all like little movies I mean you just you just uh, get wrapped up in them but he's doing well uh, he made the best out of out of uh, a bad situation because he was flying high at the end of 2019 We had 14 festivals booked for him around the country. We hoped for 10 and we had 14. So, you know, we were doing really well with that. And of course they were all canceled in 2020, but we're getting them back now. And this next release, which is going to be called Just Say the Word, I think is gonna push him along a little bit further. He and the band are back and somebody pretty exciting, huh? You, You did your homework, Erica. Yes, Kat Riggins is from Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I like to describe her as just being a a little dynamo. 
she's just very vibrant, very colorful, very soulful. Gabe plays a lot in Florida, and they have uh, met up a couple times, and they've remained friends. And I booked Kat for Billtown, and actually I booked Kat and her band. But then as things progressed, she, she decided that she wanted to have Gabe back her. And so she's coming up by herself, and Gabe's backing her in the festival. And then we went and turned that in to a tour. You know, she's been very kind to, to Gabe down in Florida, introducing him to various people and places and helping him network down there. And we thought this would be a good opportunity for Gabe to help her out. So we've got like a almost a seven-day run while, while she's up here in the, her first exposure in the Northeast. forward to it. She has an album called Cry Out, which is nominated this year in the Blues Music Awards. You know, it's in the running, and I've been playing it, and I feel that she's becoming much more well-known, and with this and the opportunity to play in Billtown will help in our area. Speaking about artists from our region as a greater whole, we know that Clarence Spadey's got a new CD, and you hadn't had him for a while. It's been 25 years since we've had Clarence, and um, we we are just really excited. And his his new release is really strong, really really strong. He's going to come in uh, and perform acoustic, and he's going to have an upright bass player with him by the name of John Ventry. And and one of the things that we did when we converted our thinking to a three-day festival and we eliminated our acoustic tent. We used to have this small tent where normally Clarence would have played. And when we started getting people of Clarence's caliber and Rory Block and other artists that are acoustic artists that are just very strong. I mean, you talk about the Delta players, Rory Block, I mean, she could just play everybody and perfectly. But anyway, we decided that we didn't want to put these great artists in a little tent. So we actually built an extension onto the front of the big stage. And uh, keep in mind, our stage is 60 feet wide by 30 feet deep. So a solo artist on that stage can easily get lost, and there's a lot of distance between them and the audience. So we put an extension. We have some wonderful people in our group that are very capable and handy, and we tell them we need something, and they build it. And we said, you know, we, we still want a backdrop behind this stage, this acoustic extension. And so we, we have this beautiful backdrop, and it gets raised and lowered depending on what's going on. And that's where Clarence and John will play is on that 
you know, and it moves them out closer to the audience so it's easier for that connection to take place. And now their music is being blasted through the, you know, the, the big main speakers and not in a little tent. had my scrapes and I've been down found myself moving from town to town then I asked myself You know, we, we're always trying to improve. We're always trying to make things better. I mean, again, we're a little tiny, all non-paid, all volunteer, nonprofit organization. So we have to be very careful in our decisions. But we do try to stick to our mission, which is all about preserving the music, celebrating the music, and honoring the, the, the art form and the historical and cultural importance of the music. That's, that's why we do what we do. Charlie, take us to an artist or a group you're particularly excited about whom we haven't talked about. Well, I'm kind of excited about Mitch Woods and the Rocket 88s because I like the boogie-woogie style that they do. He's one of the first artists that we saw back in before 1990. We went down to the Bucks County Picnic uh, when we first started going down to Memphis. And he was what you would expect as a, a, a blues performer. He dressed the part and he looked the part. He still dresses apart. He still looks apart, although he's maybe a little little older. That's been <laughs> over 30 years, but so am I. Uh, so I can't say anything about that. All aboard! And I'm also looking forward to uh, Reverend Billy C. Wirtz. And he is a comedian and an entertainer and a storyteller. And I've seen him a number of times. And he's had a couple of really good albums. He can be very funny. Bonnie and I had dinner with him one night down in uh, Tunica, Mississippi, in a casino. And that was a real experience, watching the people and having Reverend Billy C. Wirtz make comments. And then we saw him do a, a, a show in... I think it's Handy Park in Memphis, a free show that he was out with his piano. And he's a very talented piano player, and he lives in St. Augustine, Florida. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to him. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the undisputed champion of musical mayhem, the Reverend Billy C. Wirtz.
Thank you, friends. I'm so glad you could be part of the services tonight. Reverend Billy C. Wirtz, and uh, I think he's going to be a sleeper. This is the 31st annual, and when all is said and done, there are things to do new and things to do freshly, but there are things that are tradition and people count on it. Tell us about the way the festival opens each year. Oh, with Sister Monica and Festival Time Boogie. And we were just reviewing our break music coming over here, and it's it's right there. I mean, we've got it. Bring your lawn chairs, bring your friends, sit down and in the sun and enjoy the music. And yep, that's part of, that's been with us a long, long time. Yeah, we have a lot of tradition with our festival. We've had to make some adjustments this year, but for the most part, I think people who come who have been there before are going to feel at home. Let's shake it up. Get your lawn chair. Festival time in Billtown. Bonnie Talman and Charlie Lockhart, founding members of the Billtown Blues Association, speaking with us about the 31st annual Billtown Blues Festival this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, June 11th, 12th, and 13th in Hughesville at the Lycoming County Fairgrounds. For the complete lineup and all the information you'll need on the web, BilltownBlues.org. BilltownBlues.org. And you'll know things are rocking when you hear this tune. So get up and you can meet new friends. Wake up, it's time to party again. Stand up, why don't you sing along? Come on and help me sing this song. We come to Boogie Woogie, you know it's festival time. The Billtown Blues Association presenting the 31st annual Billtown Blues Festival. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, June 11th, 12th, and 13th in Hughesville at the Lycoming County Fairgrounds. For more information on the web, BilltownBlues.org, BilltownBlues.org. Nothing like hearing a blues guitar.